after a long break. Albie's wedding was this past weekend. Everybody is still alive. Albie is <laughs> happy with his new wife and not here with us today. So it's just me and Mock. The other reason why we weren't around over the past uh, week or so was Hurricane Harvey, which hit Houston pretty hard, and that's what we want to talk about today. Mock, you doing okay? Yeah, yeah, we we're one of the lucky ones. But yeah, everything is good now. This past weekend in Dallas really felt like a vacation, but back to work, everything's back to normal. Okay, good. You guys have like flood insurance or anything? Or you didn't get flooded anyway? No, we didn't get flooded, luckily, but tell the people where to get it if they do need it. Yeah, we saw our boy Derek Shaw this past weekend. He let us know that you can get farmer's insurance through him for anywhere in Texas, so you probably should get some flood insurance if you're in Houston. Today's episode is brought to you by Derek Shaw and our friends at Farmers Insurance. Don't be caught unprepared. Next time a hurricane hits, make sure to get a quote from Derek today. He's waiting right next to his cell phone for you to call him so he can give, him, give you a consultation. His Facebook page is at facebook.com slash Derek Shaw Insurance. That's D-E-R-E-K-S-H-A-W. And his cell phone number is 214-729-6462. All right, well, let's get started. I mean really a somber um, topic, I guess, for today, but there's some good stuff that came out of, um, of this, you know, tragedy as well, and so I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. I haven't talked to you that much. We've texted here and there and talked to you a bit this weekend, but what were you thinking before the hurricane hit? So, I don't know, like last Tuesday, Wednesday, when we knew the hurricane was coming, what were your thoughts? Honestly, Tuesday, Wednesday, before the hurricane hit, I did not even know about the storm. So I, I didn't hear about the storm until, uh, actually, maybe Wednesday. Wednesday, we had some people in town here at the office from Oklahoma. And I was talking to one of them, and uh, she was, like, you know, kind of scared. She's like, yeah, we're, we're going to try to get out of here before Friday, uh, before Harvey comes. And the whole time I was, like, I was nodding along, but I was like, who the heck is Harvey? What are you, what are you talking about? Um, so, yeah, that's that's when I found out about the storm, and, I think, I mean, you can kind of speak to this as well, kind of growing up here in Sugarland, here in Houston, but hurricane season just kind of comes and goes every single year. Uh, you know, you always do a little preparation for it, but I don't think anyone was really that tentative or that scared, even about this storm. So going up, going into it, even Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it was just a lot of rain, and the forecast did not predict as much rain as actually fell from the sky i think we were expecting maybe five inches per day is what we heard preliminarily but yeah like growing up can you think of anything that happened during those times uh when hurricane or tropical storms hit other than you know missing school and maybe out of power for a couple hours at a time no never i don't think i ever thought about it being like a huge issue i mean probably after i moved away so we were in college and there was the hurricane after katrina yeah rita uh we had rita and ike yeah yeah, Rita, I think, was the one where a bunch of people evacuated and came to Austin. Like, my sister came to Austin, even though it turned out it was just, like, a, a little bit of rain and nothing else. Yeah. Uh, Ike, I think, was the bigger one a few years later. But beyond that, I, I never really thought of it as anything to be worried about in Houston, especially where we lived. We are in Sugarland in that area, uh, you know, pretty far from, from the Gulf. Didn't really think it would be a problem. So I can understand why you weren't concerned. I remember I texted you those first two days, asked if everything was okay, and you're like, well... It's going to take like three or four more days of severe, severe rain for us to have to evacuate or anything. So how did you feel or were you anxious or concerned when it started, when that rain just kept going for a couple days in a row? Yeah, so it kept going all night. 
I think on the second night after some heavy rain is I was up late at night maybe one or two in the morning I can't remember what I was doing but our roof started leaking so it was in a problem area that had some leaking before so I didn't think too much of it um it, it wasn't like a constant like a faucet leak or anything like that, like that. It was just dripping maybe once every couple minutes. So we put a pot under there to catch the rainwater. But other than that, I didn't really think too much about it. I didn't think we would my neighborhood would have to be evacuated in Sugarland. I think Ophelia or my wife was much more concerned, um, especially with our young child with us. Yeah. So I kind of talked her into we're like it's under voluntary evacuation right now. If it turns yeah. into mandatory, then then we'll. Then we'll go go over to my parents, which was in a, in a problem-free zone. But I, I just never really thought it would come to that. And then I think it was Monday afternoon at 2 o'clock we got the announcement that it was mandatory. So that was a pretty hectic hour and a half. We tried to pack everything we could to prepare for the next you know two, three, four days away from home. And in the meantime, I tried to move everything we could upstairs to our second story so it was a lot of work but um but we got out of there within an hour and a half and and made it over to my parents place yeah that's crazy so yeah my parents got lucky too i guess they were okay in their area they had like a little leak in the roof as well but nothing big yeah i remember i asked you like you guys have to go because i saw you're in the voluntary zone and you're like no way we're not leaving and then like a few hours later you're like yeah we're we're packing up um It was just really hectic. I was just grabbing anything and everything. I was never really... I think if it was just the two of us, or, or really if I was living there by myself, I would have stayed. Because yeah. worst case scenario, I mean, I go upstairs and, and we get... Yeah. Um, it, worst case scenario is still pretty bad in terms of property damage. You know, if we have right. a few feet of wire in the house, that really sucks. You pretty much have to rebuild everything um, from the ground up, but... I, I guess we were fortunate. Like I was, we were never scared for our lives or anything, uh, anything like that. So, but yeah, I was just grabbing everything from downstairs, and then before we left the house, I turned the breaker off so there was no power in the house. So yeah, it, it was just hectic, kind of trying to pack everything for for the three of us, me, me, my wife, and and the kid. But uh, but we made it out, and the funny story was we had packed the car tight, and we uh, her car, uh, she drives a Honda Fit, and we said a quick prayer in the car, opened the garage, was about to pull out, and had a map like how to get to my parents' house and everything. We're, like I had to cut across the lawn because the area right in front of my house was flooded, um, okay. pretty deep. And then turned on the car, and it it wouldn't turn on. So we we're like, oh. "What the heck?" And then and then it started raining even harder. So we moved everything into my car, which is uh, which is an IS two fifty, which is even lower to the ground. So. Uh, long story short, we had our friend Omar come and pick us up in his F-150, which is a car that is definitely on my to-buy list probably in the future. Yeah, you need that SUV. So did you even try to drive in, in your car? Yeah, we. I cut across oh. the lawn, cut across my lawn and my neighbor's lawn to get away from the flooded, kind of flooded area. It was maybe like two feet at that point yeah. um, in the street, so we made it almost all the way to my parents house probably three-fourths of the way but then we uh sienna was another neighborhood right next to riverstone which was under mandatory evacuation first and we got to a road there that we we're trying to get to highway six and 
it was flooded in. Uh, it was blocked off, and we tried to bypass through the uh, through the traffic cones there, but it was it was way too deep for our car. So we turned all the way back around, went all the way back home, back up through the lawn again into the garage, oh, and then and then Omar came and saved the day. So wow. big thanks to Omar. That is crazy. Were there a lot of other cars on the road, or people trying to evacuate as well? I think our neighborhood, personally. Our street was like half and half. I think some people stay, some people try to go. Obviously, the the places with only one story were much more urgent. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people with two story houses were were just gonna tough it out and, and see what happened. But crazy. But with the small kid, I guess better safe than sorry. And and I think yeah. if nothing else, it gave my wife Afia, a lot more peace of mind not being there. Yeah. So she was worried already. I'm sure she got even even more stressed at that point um so how was she doing during that whole process and then how did Levi take it Levi was good he was I think as soon as we got out to my parents place she I I think her main concern wasn't for the house at all it was just for for Levi and making sure he was okay and and I don't think that was ever really in question but obviously it's a lot more comforting knowing that you know the house isn't gonna flood at all uh which is where we went to the kid was good he just got a little he, i don't know if it's just a stage right now or what but he, he, he started getting a little stir crazy a little cabin fever and especially when he's like super tired he literally run through the house screaming just like <laughs> start <laughs> using his momentum and just run forward like one end of the house the other just ah, like with each step and he'd do that for like 20 30 minutes and then we finally like put him to, down for a nap but um Dang, that's awesome. That's like what he was doing at the at Albie's wedding after the ceremony. Yeah, yeah. Down the aisles. It was exactly like that, and he was it's crazy. It, what? Yeah, whenever he gets just a hint of tiredness, that's what happens now. So I don't know. Oh, nice. he, it kind of burn it out. <laughs> it might be funny if it if he never grows out of that. That might be a good telltale <laughs> sign. But uh, but yeah, he he had fun. Yeah, I mean, we didn't, um, I think it's getting blown a little out of proportion, um, but I just want to make it known, like, we didn't do all that much in terms of, like, like hero, heroic work or anything like that. We just, we, we figured we had uh, Omar, Omar's truck there, and, and there are a lot of families stuck that we knew of already, so we went back to Riverstone later that night. Um, this was Monday night, and we just stayed there. There's one subdivision in Riverstone, two subdivisions in Riverstone, right across the street from each other, which were really hit bad. And the by the time we got there, it was maybe like 9, 10 at night, and the water in the street was up to like chest level. So it, wow. it's, it's pretty high, and, and some of the homes were unfortunately already had, you know, one, two, three feet of water in them. So we, we were there, and... And uh, we just uh, we were able to help a couple of specifically like church families out that we knew we had their addresses and and we we borrowed a boat that was just Whoa. lying there on the street and and we took it in there to to get them out. But um, Man. but yeah, it was it was it was an interesting experience. It was great to see everyone come together. We worked with the so we were on I was on Twitter kind of just trying to get and then people would just send me like random addresses of either yeah, them, themselves or. 
yeah themselves or family that were in that same neighborhood in Riverside that needed help and so I would relay that information to the fire department and I think we passed a couple of the houses too and uh, we made sure they were able to get out so it was good the fire department was there they were they were great they they stayed there till 2 2 2:30 in the morning uh with four or five boats getting people out so it was definitely definitely awesome to see and I think they came back the next morning and by probably noon the next day the water was still just as high but they were able to get everyone out that needed to uh needed boat rescue so that was great that's good yeah yeah i mean i, I saw like you tweeted something about that like that you were going in back into riverstone i saw these responses i was like i don't think mock even knows these people so thank god for social media finally uh, being useful in our lives huh yeah thank god for twitter and and yeah. really Big ups to everyone who, who was volunteering. So I know our church um, and a lot of people in Houston in general just flocked to the shelters to help out. A lot of people yeah. at NRG, a lot of people at George R. Brown. Really, yeah. like there's a line outside for people trying to volunteer, which is great to see. They they had to turn away donations. Uh, people were giving too many clothes. And it, it was just amazing to see the the city really rally around those who were affected. Yeah, that was one of the most amazing things I saw. I was just looking at like the pictures of, I don't know, it was like a picture of a bunch of people standing outside waiting in line, and they're like, oh, these people are not waiting to go into like the convention center for shelter. They're just trying to help. Yeah. Um, and then like I saw this video of like a huge line of trucks with boats that are just coming into town trying to help people get out of their houses. Yeah, that was the, that was one of the best things that I saw on Twitter. Um, I think when I tweeted out, um, I think people found my tweet just searching like Riverstone or maybe yeah. like Houston Strong or Hurricane hashtags or whatever. Um, a lot of the people that came in, they call themselves the Cajun Navy, and they came from Louisiana. And, and a lot of these places that were affected, if not directly with uh, Hurricane Harvey, but definitely earlier on with Katrina or whatnot, but, but they just came in and... They were everywhere. They were all over the city, and wherever people needed help, they would just send them there. A lot of people on Twitter and and Facebook and and all, really all social media coordinating addresses and everything. It was it was awesome to see everyone just work together. Way to play it down, man. Real life heroes. That, that's you. No, no, no. That's Cajun Cajun Navy and and Omar. Omar definitely more than myself. Omar but. and JJ Watt, who who raised eighteen million dollars. Yeah, that that's one thing that I wanted to mention. If I had a lot of friends, really from out of town, that were asking about kind of the best place to try to help out or the best place to donate. You know, a lot of people are giving to Red Cross, and there there's some controversy there in terms of accountability. Uh, So if you're worried about that at all, I would say the best place to give would be local. And if you're looking for a local one, JJ Watt. He's going through this website called You Caring, and I think it's going through his foundation as well. It uh, is, yeah. We'll, we'll post the link here on our Facebook page pretty soon, but he's ra- like you just said, he's raised almost $20 million in counting, and uh, it's great to see all these people chipping in, and, and you have a lot of other celebrities, like I guess local celebrities like J- uh, James Harden and Beyonce giving millions of yeah. dollars as well. So it's been good to see. Like I said, it's... The work is not done yet. The the storm is gone and it's passed on, and uh, we have another one coming, Hurricane 
Irma, I believe, yeah, is, is yeah. about to hit Florida. But even though it's not flooding here anymore, all the water has receded from the city, it's it's going to be billions of um, dollars spent in cleaning up and, and gutting all these places and rebuilding all these places. So continue to really try to raise money. If, if you're looking for a place, uh, donate to that cause. And if you happen to be in Houston and, and looking for a place to help out, there's plenty of places. Hit me up if you need a specific recommendation as well. So how do you feel now about Houston and just being prepared for floods? Like, Is flood insurance something that... <laughs> Uh, people in these areas need to have like in Florida or in Louisiana or, or in Houston um, and then what about like the city's preparedness I've seen a lot of stuff where either either like saying it's terrible how unprepared Houston was just building over these areas that that are huge flood risks to other folks who have just laid out the city plans and how much they've done already and just yeah. how rare of a, um, of a thing this was Personally, I think Houston is probably just a little behind in terms of city planning for a t- catastrophe like this. But at the same time, this was like a once in a lifetime. This they called it a one one in eight hundred year or eight hundred year flood event. Yep. And uh, just the numbers that I'm hearing now are are crazy. So I mentioned a little earlier before that the initial you know estimates for rainfall were like twenty five to thirty. It was almost double that. It was, yeah, it was uh, fifty something. It was fifty plus. So 51.88 was the number of inches that was uh, highest recorded, and they're saying that might be low on the low end. Apparently, fifty one point eight eight, and then the the gauge broke. So it it could have it could have <laughs> been way more than that. And so it's really crazy to think about the levees. So Katrina was much less rainfall than that. I think way less than half of that. So less than 25 inches of rainfall, but their levee system broke or, or all the levees couldn't hold. And I think for the most part, all the levees were able to hold here, at least from what I can tell in Sugarland. So Riverstone and the one right, right by here, even though we had a mandatory evacuation and the water level rose, the Brazos River rose above you know record highs, the levee still held. So if it did breach it would have been much much worse and and obviously there's a lot of cars and a lot of homes that are already flooded but for the most part i think i think we're okay we're gonna gonna play law of averages a little bit and hopefully now that we had a 900 year 800 year flood then it won't happen again in our lifetime but uh knock on wood for that yeah i mean there's been floods the past couple years in a row though in houston so it's it's kind of scary how the climate change is happening and then now irma is I think it's already a Category 4 hurricane. It's it's enormous. Yeah, it's um, huge. All right, well, I'm, I'm glad you're okay. Anything else you wanted to talk about here? No, I, I think I think it's just important to kind of remember that really the real work starts here. So I'm glad everyone, for the most part that I know of, that was, was able to be um, evacuate okay and, and be safe. But it's, it is still a tragedy. There were dozens of deaths. Really, really sad to hear about. And um, including, you know, a couple of first responders. We had a police officer that, that lost his life as well. It's just, it's crazy to think about. It's really sad. And, and that's why I'm like, it's Tuesday morning here or Tuesday afternoon here now after Labor Day, after I just spent a whole weekend away celebrating in Dallas, uh, celebrating a wedding. But now coming back home and, and going back to work, it, it feels really strange. Like, it feels too soon. Um, yeah. So 
definitely encourage everyone to continue volunteering, continue donating money if, if, if that's where uh, you feel led. But yeah, we it's, it's going to take more than a year, more than a couple years to rebuild everything. So just continue to pray for Houston. True. Thanks for joining Six Pains Podcast. Hope you enjoyed the episode and please uh, give us a review on iTunes. Check us out on Facebook for all the details we mentioned before on how you can help out with Harvey. Mm-hmm.